Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 95, When Life Isn't the Way You Planned. I often meet with women who ask me to coach them through their disappointments in their life. And they talk about how hard life is and how joyless it is. They get up and they cook and they clean and do the laundry and correct the children all day long. Or they manage the juggling act of doing all that and working outside the home. But they're not happy. For those who stay at home, they don't feel like they're doing anything worthwhile for the world. And for those who also work outside the home, they're often racked with guilt or in a state of overwhelmed shock, just going from one thing to the next to the next. And they don't feel fulfilled. When I ask these women what their goals are for their life, they often tell me they don't have any goals anymore. They just want to get through the day without losing their mind. But when we dig a little deeper, they do discover that they have goals. Many have set those goals aside for the urgent that comes up in their lives. We go from perceived urgency to urgency, never really stopping to evaluate if the urgency is aligned with our ultimate goals or if, in fact, it is urgent. And if you find yourself distracting yourself with excessive TV or social media scrolling, it's a good indicator that you either don't have goals for your life, you've lost focus to achieve those goals, or you think the goals are just too difficult to achieve. Life can be just a series of to-do lists. Without a purpose, a goal, we will find that lack of joy and connection with the bigger purpose of our lives. What are you working towards? What do you want and why? The why is the key. We have to really buy in to our goal. How do you feel when you imagine achieving this goal or outcome? Focus on that feeling because it's the feeling that will drive your actions. If my goal is to have an orderly home, I will state my goal, I have an orderly home, and my feeling is calm. That calm is what motivates me to clean and pick up and keep an orderly home. If I came into a room that was in chaos, I would immediately go into stress mode, and I don't want that. And so, although I am probably a naturally lazy person, I think my mom would have said that as I was growing up, I have learned that I need the calm of an orderly home to feel at peace. And so that's become a goal, and I've stepped it out so that I accomplished that goal, and so that I can really feel that feeling of calm. Do you truly believe you can achieve the desired outcome? Yes, you have to believe it. And yes, I believed I could keep an orderly home. It's not rocket science. It was just commitment. Let's talk about goal setting. Maybe take a minute, pause this podcast, and write down what do you want and why. And how will you feel when you imagine achieving that goal? 
Goal setting can be with small goals like things we want, a clean home, a new car, a vacation to Florida, or the larger goals, what we want our purpose in life to be. My big goal in life, from as long as I can remember, was to have an orderly home with a happy marriage and a large, close-knit family who breathed their Catholic faith. So I can dissect that for you. I wanted an orderly home. That meant that every day I needed to figure out systems and routines to have in place or to delegate so that, oh, about 10 minutes a day, the house got picked up and cleaned up, and then I would schedule out my cleaning maybe another 15 minutes a day throughout the week in order to get it done. I wanted a happy marriage. And so when marital issues came up, I remember what I wanted and I worked through them because that was my goal. I wanted a large, close-knit family. Well, in the beginning, God was not cooperating with my goal (laughs) and we didn't get pregnant right away. It took a couple of years, which is a nanosecond I know now. At the time, it was very difficult. But... Then we had six children in eight years, and then five years later, we had number seven. We said no to a lot of social engagements as our children were growing up. We made the choice to homeschool because we thought that that would help keep our family close. I did a lot of intervening with children as they were arguing. I spoke to them about virtue and how to treat people, and so every day, There was something that I needed to address to make the large, close-knit family a reality. It didn't just come overnight. It was every day. And I wanted a family that breathed the Catholic faith. The difference of practicing the Catholic faith and breathing it to me was that it wasn't just about going to church on Sunday and saying night prayers. We followed the liturgical calendar throughout the year so that our children really understood what was going on in church, and they understood better the life of Jesus Christ. We said the rosary together, often, not every night, but often, so that my children could see how a loving relationship with Jesus' mother, Mary, would automatically bring them into a closer relationship with Jesus, just by meditating on the mysteries which were all about Jesus's life. And so you can see I had that big goal. And for each part of it, there were certain objectives that needed to be met day in and day out. So again, when we had marital issues or money issues or communication breakdowns between children, my goal, my why, and my feeling of commitment fed my actions to resolve, repair, and renew whatever was needed in order to continue along the path of achieving my goal. And as my children are no longer children, they're adults now with lives and opinions of their own, I'm frequently going back to that 40-year-old goal and looking at how to address new obstacles and challenges so that we continue achieving the goal. But I have the direction because I made the goal. Let's talk about why cultivate goals. What are reasons for goals? Well, first of all, your brain needs direction. I love this analogy that our brain is like an unsupervised child. 
It will go on thinking thoughts that may be detrimental, that may hurt us or may cause us to go in a direction that we don't want to go. It just goes a little crazy, but we need to rein it in. And being focused on the goal, deliberately concentrating, tells the brain what to do by providing it with structure and supervision. Number two, you create your future instead of repeating your past. Without goals, our brain just goes over and over and over again what it knows, what it is safe with, what it is comfortable with, and we make no progress. Number three, you live a deliberate life where you get what you truly want. Goals are a way of deciding what you want, and creating goals removes obstacles from believing you can do something. Goals are a way of deciding what you want the results to be instead of just moving along haphazardly and letting your brain decide without any intent. Goals allow you to dream. Do you dream? Do you allow yourself to want? Do you think about the future? Do you plan what you want to create? Most women are so busy putting out fires in their lives, reacting to everything that's going on, that they don't have a plan. They haven't allowed themselves to dream, or they just stopped. And often when we do allow ourselves to dream, it's usually from a place of scarcity. I'm not happy here, but I'll be happy when, or I'm miserable, but so much would be different if. Goals don't bring happiness. That's not the way to make a goal. Happiness is a feeling from the thoughts we have about our circumstances. So we need to create goals from a place of happiness now, but with the curiosity and the creation of what can become. If you're not happy now, you won't be happy when the goal is met. There will still be circumstances you'll have to deal with, and life is a blend of positive and negative emotions. But creating goals will bring you the life you want while experiencing the human emotions that we all experience. How to create goals. First, talk about your goals in the first person and in the present tense. I have a clean home. Or I'm going to Florida next year. Notice, I have the goal for next year, but I'm speaking about it in the present tense. I am going to Florida next year. Then write the goal down. It has to come out of our brain and down onto a piece of paper. Very often we say, oh yeah, I've got all kinds of goals, but they're just stirring around in our head and we don't do anything with them. Write it down. Look at it. Get it out of your head. Think about it. How can I achieve that? When we see it, it's so important because our brain makes it a reality for us then. Now, when you do that, you're going to come up with all kinds of negative emotions, fears and doubts about why you can't do what you think you want to do. Again, your brain was designed to maintain the status quo. You'll notice your negative thinking, all the reasons why you can't reach the goal. I don't know. I'm not sure. This won't work. I'm stupid for even thinking this could happen. I don't know is one of the biggest dream stealers of any thought. Write down all those doubtful thoughts and know that they're supposed to be there. 
Again, it's a normal function of everyone's brain. You're not broken if you think of all the reasons why you can't do something. You just have to get control of that part of your brain and say, I hear you, but I'm not going to believe you. Okay, so you've written down all those doubtful thoughts, and then you go to your future self as if the goal has been completed. And look at those thoughts that you just wrote down and address them from this perspective of completion. You can figure out how to do that. You can find a new way to communicate with someone. You can have what you want. Know that you choose either your negative or your positive thoughts. You don't have to believe the negative thoughts and they're presented to your mind in an effort to protect you. We don't like to do new things. We don't like to be challenged. We have to acknowledge them and pay attention to them, but then we move right past them. So that's why you write them down so that you acknowledge them, you pay attention to them, and you say, I am choosing to move beyond those things. And every obstacle can become the next step in achieving the goal. Break down your goal into small steps. The more detail you can give yourself, the better. Write down each obstacle. And when you write down those obstacles, make them steps to achieve your goal. And then for each obstacle, write a specific strategy. So for instance, if I had a messy kitchen, my brain would tell me you can't possibly stay on top of this every day. Okay, I'm going to figure out how to turn that obstacle into a specific strategy step. The first one that came to mind was, every night before I go to bed, I'm going to make sure that all the dishes are put away and the kitchen sink is shiny, shiny. That's how you do it. You take all those obstacles and you decide how you're going to address them to work towards completing your goal. We assume that the people who have reached their goals knew exactly how to do it beforehand. They didn't. They failed often. They just kept their eye on their goal. I think we can all agree that Michael Jordan is a phenomenal athlete. But I found this very interesting. Here's a quote from him. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. That's who we need to become. Someone who isn't afraid of failing. Someone who has set their mind on their goal and will keep working towards it. He visualized success and he achieved it. We need to visualize success in our lives, have it in our mind's eye, refer to it often, write down what it will look like when we achieve our goals, and again, look back at it maybe every day to remind ourselves what we're doing and why we're doing it. The reason why people resist goal setting is because it makes them feel uncomfortable Yes, it's uncomfortable, but doing anything new, achieving any goal is uncomfortable. Every person who's ever run a half marathon or a marathon 
or done anything that is of great importance or value in their life had to go through discomfort. Maybe they don't want to fail. But by not setting goals, they've already failed. They failed on their terms, but they failed. They say they need to know exactly how to achieve the goal. You don't. And everyone says it. So we're not the special snowflake that says, oh, but I'm different. I need to know. No, you just need to take the next right step. So how to succeed in achieving your goals? Make sure you know your why you want the goal and identify who you need to become in order to achieve it. Have a specific time frame. You can have long-term goals of 5 years, 10 years, 20 years. I'm still working on my goal and I'm at 37 years. You could have short-term goals. This year, in 9 months, in 3 months, this month, and daily goals. This week, today. So decide what your time frame will be. Make sure your goals are measurable. How will you know when you've achieved it? Or how will you know that you are in the process of achieving it? Write it in the present tense. I have a clean home. Create a vision about the goal. Visualize what that clean home looks like and what the feeling is that comes from that clean home. Have constraint. Make sure you've dialed in and you know exactly what the goal entails. And commit carefully. Don't commit to a ton of big goals. No more than three and work on one at a time. Brainstorm the obstacles. Make every obstacle a ladder rung in achieving the goal. And if you find it's too difficult to even dream of what a big goal would be step by step, then make a plan and start at the end and work backwards. What does a clean home look like? Or what does a loving relationship with my husband look like? And work backwards. What do you need to do little by little in order to have that loving relationship with your husband? Again, know your why. Because your why is what gives you resilience in completing that goal. And finally, as Michael Jordan said, I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Don't quit. Take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.